the Arizona Cardinals continue to grow amid their loss to the Ravens on Sunday. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel. Search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button. Like, turn notifications on. You know the drill. Cardinals lose. Um, fall to one and seven, 31 24 to the Ravens yesterday. There's a lot to discuss, a lot to unpack. Yes, a lot of positives came out of yesterday. I've been casting shade on this organization, especially over the last four seasons. And now, with new things coming to light and witnessing new things from regardless of who the players are on the field from the Cardinals, has me more inspired for the future for this organization than a second has felt like that since I've taken over this podcast 2017. You know, been in radio for over, you know, wasn't over a decade here, 12 years, I think. And that's not a flex. Like this is, this feels different. And it doesn't feel different because it is different. This would feel different regardless of what we experienced the last handful of seasons. The Cardinals looked bad in many elements. The Cardinals looked good in very important elements, and I'm going to discuss them. The bright spots. I'll discuss in the second segment and with the trade deadline looming, we need to do a pulse check on Kyler Murray and whether he's going to start in Week 9. Reports are saying he won't. And what it'll mean when he comes back in Week 10. Very light, small segment about Kyler Murray because, trust me, we're going to be talking a lot about him after the Cardinals finish their game on Sunday in Cleveland. Again, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being an everyday, or if this is your first listen, thank you uh, if you've been with me since 2017. Thank you. So the Cardinals lose 31-24. This is one of my favorite things to go back to. If you looked just at the box score, you think the Cardinals won this game. You think the Cardinals won this game, except for one specific category that I highlight Every Friday going into games that the Cardinals cannot afford to do, but they did. More first downs, better third down conversions, more plays, more total yards, more total drives, more passing yards, more rushing yards. Nope. They uh, Ravens 130, Cardinals 129. Um, penalties was a problem, but the big one is turnovers. That's been the issue. Because the Cardinals have zero margin for error. Zero room to maneuver. Well, you can turn it over once. It should be fine. No. The Cardinals do not have the luxury of turning the ball over. And Joshua Dobbs did just that twice. Two incredibly errant, terrible NFL passes. And, I mean, especially with the Baltimore Ravens defense, 
just feasting, looking to hawk any sort of ball that's not thrown in direct line to do an open receiver. Easy interceptions against the team, the Cardinals, who cannot afford to turn the ball over once, let alone twice, let alone not turn over the opposing team in the process. So while it was a one-score game at the end of the game, you know, there were some shenanigans late. The Cardinals did recover an onside kick, kicked the field goal. Um, This was not that close of a game. And in the process, the Cardinals continued to kick the ball up the field, roll the snowball down the hill. They continue to progress. Sometimes having a metaphor isn't good. I can just say these simple words, and I figured that out on the third try there. Thank you for bearing with me. They continue to improve. And what I said when the season started, I said, you know, after free agency was non-existent for the Cardinals, save, you know, bringing in Kazir White and extending Will Anderson or uh, Will Hernandez, um, they didn't do a whole lot. This season is going to be one that is player-centric, watching specific players grow in an effort to find who will be the stars on this team for the future. And that, that was in incredible form on Sunday. Now, it wasn't all foregone conclusions. Well, these players, because of their play on Sunday, will be this for the future. No, fool's error. Obviously not. But you look to start, you start to look for trends on this player did this in this game. The next week improved upon the week before and took a level up. Improved upon the week before and took a level up. And there are a couple players that I'm going to discuss in the next segment that did just that, which makes me giddy for who the Cardinals already have on their roster, regardless of if it's inferior talent-wise right now. Because, let's be honest, the Cardinals are, and and this seems like, well, obviously, it could be any, the Cardinals are like three or four good players on defense and a couple good players on offense away from being a playoff team. They've got the appetizers. They just need the main course. And you're starting to see some growth from young players who were drafted this past draft that makes me think this could be one of the best drafts in the history of the organization if things continue to progress as such. Very small sample size. Eight games, first couple games where nobody knows what the hell is going on. And then you start to settle into the roles. Garrett Williams is coming back off injury. He's looked fine. Um, I'll talk about Control Clark. People are, are going nuts that Control Clark was inactive and Marco Wilson wasn't. Uh, or the, Marco Wilson was active and uh, Control Clark wasn't. But these are things that can't all be fixed overnight. And I don't know why, like, one thing that I – I, the one thing that I can't understand, you know, leave in the comments, send me a DM on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Again, I don't say the Twitter thing to, to get followed. Just send me a DM. Why don't some people just understand that maybe nobody's at fault for what's happening? Maybe this is the natural progression of things. This is what rock bottom looks like. And I'll tell you what, usually 
rock bottom looks a whole hell of a lot worse than this. The Cardinals have competed in every game. They've been in every game, probably save the San Francisco game, as I mentioned. What more do you want from a team devoid of talent at the NFL level as, as pertains to the average standard? What more do you want? I don't get it. Take a beat. Enjoy the growth of the players that are playing right now. Meaningful snaps with no pressure on them. That's when young players succeed the most. Some people aren't ready for the, for the pressure right away. These guys can play free. They can play with reckless abandon, knowing they're probably not going to get their jobs taken, which is how you learn at times in the NFL. It's a rare occurrence to have your QB1 hurt, no real expectation for wins in 2023, and you can play meaningful snaps and learn the NFL game. This is the best eight weeks that we could have seen with this roster and the outcome that it yielded. As of now, they've got the number one overall pick and they haven't played poorly. They've played respectable football. They've played prepared football. Yeah, it's not perfect. Sure, Jonathan Gannon's made some mistakes. Sure, Drew Petsy's made some mistakes. Sure, they've got a whole boatload of penalties. This is step one of like a hundred. And it looks like this. I'm not sure what more people want. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. Bright spots, massive ones. I'll discuss them next. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by eBay Motors. So <laughs> eBay Motors has partnered with Locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're preparing for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny's picked for this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Brown's running back Kareem Hunt has come back to the team and has, you know, been leaned on again with Nick Chubb injured for the long term. The Browns need to win with the running game and defense now with quarterback issues, and Hunt draws a fantastic matchup to run well in Week 9 against, you guessed it, the Arizona Cardinals. The Browns are at home against the Cardinals, wilting defense and should be in either a positive or even or even game script to make sure you know they can stick with running Hunt. Hunt has a good chance to put together a big game leading the Cleveland committee. Vinny Iyer from... Locked on fantasy football is going to help you with win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions 
apply. Alex Nancy locked on Cardinals. Um, I know that it's not perfect right now. It's obviously. And I know that there's that built-in excuse, as some people think, of they just need talent and it'll work. And sure, that may be looked at as a crutch for arguments until you actually see what happens in 2024. But that's how teams are built. Look at the 2018 team with Steve Wilkes. I mean, Steve Wilkes was never given a shot. I feel terrible for him still. Like, he was never given a shot. And the fact that Steve Kime got to stay and Steve Wilkes didn't was not the right move, in my opinion. But that team averaged 14.1 points per game. That's less than the 2008 Detroit Lions who went 0-16. This isn't that. I implore people to embrace what you're witnessing from a player perspective when you witness it. Because come 2024, that production is going to be valuable when wins and losses are directly correlative towards success. This year, it's not that. So there are a couple guys who balled out in different ways on Sunday. I'll start with the honorable mentions and then I'll go towards, you know, the, the, the cream of the crop here, the, the top tier. Um, BJ Ojolari had his first sack and I mentioned him because, you know, he didn't have an incredible impact on the defensive side of the ball, but I'm assuming you will experience what I did watching him the first couple weeks that he, when he came off injuries, like, man, he is slow can't really cover ground like we've seen at LSU. And then, you know, during the, during the camp process and, and the draft process, it's like, he's hopeful. Like it's, it's like a, hopefully he's still hobbled and he's playing through it. Yesterday, he looked like full speed Bija Ojolari that we saw at LSU. He got his first sack. He looked more in tune with the defense. And that is something that is massive for the Cardinals. He's an everything guy. And that is massive for the Cardinals. And then the rest are on offense. You know, Vijalti Froholt and Paris Johnson Jr. looked good yesterday. No, and Paris Johnson Jr. just played every damn snap this season. As a rookie, with Joshua Dobbs as quarterback, and he hasn't, like, if you're not talking about offensive linemen, it means they're doing their job. Paris Johnson Jr. is going to get better. He's a rookie. This offense, it's not the easiest to block for when they can't move the ball down the field. Constant pressure. They've played such good defenses this year. And Paris Johnson Jr. and Jalti Froholt seems to be the potential center for the future for the Cardinals. Now, it depends on what happens in the draft. Their left guard situation has been awful. Tristan Colon got hurt. Elijah Wilkerson was already on IR. So it's difficult for a center to perform at his level. I mean, we saw this with Rodney Hudson. If you don't have 
your buddy to the left playing at an NFL level. And this will be tested again on Sunday against Miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns. Shelty Verold and Paris Johnson Jr. played great. All things considered, they played great. Will Hernandez has played fine. Like, this offensive line is so close to being elite. You need two more guys. Yes, that's 40% of the line. They've got a lot of draft picks. They're going to have some capital. That could change very quickly. And it's it's Rondell Moore again. And remember, these are incremental. Rondell Moore looks comfortable in this offense. He's starting to get the ball in space more and more every week. And he's taking big hits and he's not getting hurt. If Ronda Morgan stay healthy during a high, with a high-powered offense, he's going to be an absolute game-changer. Hollywood Brown looked fine. Caught the touchdown pass over his shoulder towards the tail end of the game. Michael Wilson looked fine. Looked like an NFL receiver. Again, these things, <coughs> we're going to have some serious conversations if the Cardinals pick third and the, and the conversation is Marvin Harrison Jr. trading back to eight and getting a first-round pick in 2025 to move back five spots. We're going to have a serious conversation because we will see what this wide receiver group will look like with Kyler Murray. And if it's ready to rock, getting a future first from probably a bad team who wants Marvin Harrison Jr. or who wants to draft a quarterback at three, we're going to have a serious conversation because this wide receiver group with Josh Dobbs, top 20 in the NFL, 18, 19, 20, with Kyler Murray, that could catapult up to top 12. Just the thing. But the leader from yesterday was Trey McBride. We saw Colorado State, best tight end in the draft, arguably, from two years ago, Trey McBride. 10 catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown that, let's be honest, shouldn't have been a touchdown. Let, let's be honest. They should have blown that, that whistle Five seconds before he got into the end zone. But they let it ride. And listen, Trey McBride is, they've got their tight. And it, this isn't this isn't like, uh, oh, he had one good game. Okay, chill, pump your brakes, okay? Don't get your boxers in a bunch. Like, just relax for a second here. Like, we've seen these flashes. I always went back to, um, to the, I think it was a game against San Francisco towards the tail end of last season with David Blau and Trey McBride. I, I called it a pirouette. Pirouette, right? And this is where I had the confusion before. Is that a ballet move or one of those Entman, I love you, man, you know, cookie things that he makes for his wife and Oliver? Doesn't matter. We've seen flashes from Trey McBride. And this was... I used to say about Cliff Kingsbury, he puts together a great movie trailer, but the movie isn't always very good. This was the full movie being good for Trey McBride. He can do everything, and he can block well. And he's young, and he's big. And the Cardinals may have their tight end for the next decade. May, early, these, like, for me, the spotlight for the remaining however many games they have, Nine, Garrett Williams, B.J. Ojolari, Trey McBride. That's who I want to see most. Because if those guys can come in and level up in year two and year three for Trey McBride, the Cardinals may have their CB1. They're going to have an integral part of their linebacking core, and they'll have their tight end one for the next decade. That would be 
Like those are the three guys I'm watching the most as we move on here. Will Kyler Murray get traded before the trade deadline? No, but I have to talk about it now. I don't want to. I do want to. Let's talk about it next. We roll on here. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by DoorDash. So here's the thing. I was watching football all Sunday. Okay. And I couldn't go anywhere. I was watching, you know, I, I was, I just ingest content all day on Sunday. Cardinals game started. I got hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to order some Mexican food. I ordered Julio's too. I always talk about Julio's too here because I know it's on DoorDash. And I know that I don't have to leave the comfort of my home to get some of my favorite Mexican food delivered to me. So that's why, like DoorDash just go to the app, you download it, you put your zip code in, and you just can scroll forever on what kind of food you want to order. It's like, oh man, that place, I, I wish that place delivered. Let me see if DoorDash, oh, they do? Julio's too? Oh, Postino delivers? Awesome. And then you just wait, bingo, bingo, boop, right at your front door. It's the greatest. And even on top of that, you can get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Again, get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Alex Nancy, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Uh, go to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe, turn notifications on. Um, Jonathan Gannon already said that Joshua Dobbs is starting week nine. I, and I talked about this last week. It's like there's no perfect time to bring Kyler Murray back. And they're not really in a rush to bring him back. And that's not you know directly correlated to, oh, they want to lose more games before bringing him back. It's just they have the liberty of picking when he comes back within reason. Okay. So I don't, Baltimore would have been a mistake. I think Cleveland, Miles Garrett, one of the best defenses. It's like, okay, you just throw him out there, which, which I can completely understand if he's healthy, there's no easy game in the NFL. So just throw him into Cleveland. See what, let's see how he's looking. This is more of a manicured, like, okay, well you could, and he's probably healthy and ready to rock. But, you know, he's only had a handful of practices. It's like one more week and then one more week of him taking QB1 reps to get ready for Atlanta probably makes the most sense. The trade deadline conversation, which is tomorrow, the conversation isn't tomorrow. The trade deadline's tomorrow. Like, I've seen Mike Florio... Like, there's a lot of buzz around Minnesota after Kirk Cousins obviously awfully, terribly went down with a torn Achilles yesterday. Oh, they just should just trade for Kyler Murray. It's like the delusions of people who have no idea of a situation, it just, it baffles me. And on top of that, it's like, huh, it's interesting that people just bash Kyler Murray until they actually need a quarterback. Hmm, that's interesting. Um. Kyler Murray should, until proven otherwise, be the QB1 for the future for the Cardinals. And I've gone back and forth with this because here's the thing. 
for like you and I, you and I, we're going to be the smart ones here. You and me. If the Cardinals win games, that means Kyler Murray's playing well. That means they're going to get a worse draft pick. If Kyler Murray's not playing well, the Cardinals have a higher draft pick. Crazy, right? You can rewind this on YouTube. I know it just blew your mind. The idea that Kyler Murray plays well and the Cardinals lose games while, depending on matchup and the defense, you know, there's there's a lot of outliers. Kyler Murray gives the Cardinals a thousand percent, ten thousand percent better chance of winning games than Joshua Dobbs. So the idea that Kyler Murray is going to play well and the Cardinals are still going to have a top two pick, not in this world. And then we can have the conversation, well, if Kyler Murray's not playing well, then do you really just draft the quarterback and trade Kyler Murray like that? I'm not doing that. I'm not, yeah, I will do it. I'll do it. I'm not so blind to think that Kyler Murray 100% will be the quarterback for the future, but this is the time. I've brought this up in the past, and now this is the time to actually have the conversation because him coming back is imminent. I'm in the camp that you want to see the Cardinals win games this season more than drafting in the top two next season. While I completely understand what the ramifications are of the Cardinals losing games and getting that top pick, where they could trade down. It doesn't matter. Like if they get the first overall pick, they could get, you know, three first round picks in two seconds to move down four spots or five spots. Like it could be absolutely world changing and Kyler Murray be quarterback for the future. Like, so that I understand it. And the grass isn't always greener, especially with this fragile ecosystem. The Cardinals have now, let me explain what I mean. I'd much rather see this proof of concept that I've talked about ad nauseum for the last, you know, eight weeks come to fruition now with Kyler Murray and they'll still get a top 10 pick. I mean, they're one in seven. They're still going to get a top 10 pick, but you want to see this team ball out this year with who they've got now, not only for that aforementioned proof of concept, camaraderie, team building, cohesion, believing in this coaching staff in Monty Austin but also they have a massive free agency ahead of them next season. Not necessarily with the numbers they're going to give out, not necessarily with the numbers that they're of players that they're going to sign. It's one of the more pivotal off seasons. They're going to have draft cap or they're going to have cap space. They're going to have draft capital, a lot of it. And if they win games, they have their, they have their QB1 for the future. Like, this is how you build. Jonathan Gann said it right. Very rarely in a rebuild do you already have the QB1 on the roster. So with this whole Kyler Murray conversation swirling and swirling and swirling, and listen, I can be completely wrong. He comes in, he's he doesn't have it, and it's just not working. Then you trade him. They get – I mean, if they lose a bunch of games – we're going to have that conversation, but I just, I, I can't see this offense run by Kyler Murray with those weapons folding. I just can't. I just can't. It'll be very interesting to see. I will be recording my 
tomorrow podcast after the trade deadline is over. Potential trade targets. I'll get these in here really quickly. I mean, Zach Ertz, he's on IR. I don't know why anybody would trade for him. I don't think Hollywood Brown's not getting traded. I don't think the Cardinals have any other pieces. I don't think Buda Baker's getting traded. I think that this, <coughs> this is the team that they're going to ride with, and they're going to figure out which players will be with them moving forward after this season. I don't really foresee, unless they want to just blow, like, I don't, I don't see Hollywood Brown getting moved. He and Kyler Murray are a package deal, in my, in my opinion. I've been saying that forever. I don't see anybody getting moved, um, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what other moves happen that will directly affect the Cardinals, namely, you know, NFC West opponents. But, you know, we'll see. Um, one last little thing I'm going to talk, I'm going to do Tankathon Tuesday tomorrow. The Carolina Panthers beating the Houston Texans was absolutely massive yesterday. It was massive because while you want the Cardinals to win games, being in a position to have a better draft pick, you know, with zero actual action taken by the Arizona Cardinals, it's a good thing. The Cardinals have been very lucky with that this year. They've been very lucky with that. A lot of teams that had one wins all won last week, except for the Cardinals. The only team without a win won this week while the Cardinals lost. And because Carolina's been on a bye already, the Cardinals had the most losses in the NFL. That's why they have the number one overall pick. I'll break it down a little bit more tomorrow as we, you know, this is where it gets really good. I told you the season was going to be fun. Buckle up, baby. It is only going to get better from here. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I will talk to you tomorrow.